Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to yet another life-changing episode of Talking Lamar. In the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you the seven most offensive things people do on an airplane. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. 2,000 airline passengers were surveyed. And these are the seven most offensive behaviors their fellow flyers can commit. Number seven, asking someone to switch seats. 31% of the people surveyed said that asking someone to leave the seat they reserve on the flight and swap places is a no-no. I absolutely agree. I chose that seat carefully. I agonized over it. I researched it online. I talked to my friends and I got their opinions. I reserved it. Then I canceled it. Then I reserved it again as I was deciding if I wanted to lean against the window or let one of my legs stretch out in the aisle. Then and only then did I reserve it and pay for it. That is my seat. Now, it's not my fault if you just willy-nilly chose a seat and now you don't want that seat. Now you want my seat. Oh, you can't sit with the person or persons you're traveling with? Did, did they just surprise you and show up with a suitcase? Were they driving you to the airport and thought your trip sounded like fun? Now they want to go with you. Or did you strike up a conversation at the airport Chili's and make a new friend that wanted you to sit by them? None of these have anything to do with me or my seat. That being said, I'm the worst kind of person in the world. I'm a people pleaser. So if you ask me to move, in my head I'm saying, what? How dare you? I'm not giving you my seat. This is my seat. I have paperwork proving this is my seat. I'm willing to die before I give up this seat. There's not enough air marshals on this plane to get me out of this seat. But because of my people-pleasing disability, I say, absolutely, I would be glad to. Oh, your seat is in the back there next to the toilet? It's against the bump head and it can't recline? Perfect. <laughs> I tried to get that seat, but it was taken. Thank you so much. Would you like my in-flight meal also? Now I sit through the flight listening to the rhythmic sounds of flushing as I go over in my head <laughs> everything I should have said instead of okay. They should make it a federal law that if you ask someone to switch seats, 
you will be thrown off the plane and you will lose your flying privileges for the rest of your life. Thoughts, please? Yeah. <laughs> Lamar, I'm kind of with you. Um, like, I don't really, there's a reason why I'm in this particular seat. You know, yes. like I have my own, I have my own like flying anxieties and there's certain things that I like need and I book well ahead and pick my seat and everything. I don't want to give up my aisle seat in row 11 for that middle seat in row 37. <laughs> Can I tell it. you what happened to me one time? I was, I was flying to see my parents and um, I had an aisle seat. I love an aisle seat. I get a little bit more leg room, I think, there, you know. So they come to me and they say, would you change seats to this middle seat? And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. It's a little boy who wants to sit with his mother. So what am I going to say? No. So I said, yes. So now I have to sit in a middle seat almost, almost all the way cross country. That's the bad part. The good part is I got to sit next to a Russian exchange student who was just about as delightful and interesting as she could be. And so when I got off the plane, she wanted to know how to use the ATM. And I showed her how to use the ATM. And then we arrive in baggage claim. She's like standing next to me. And my parents are waiting for me. And they think that I have brought them a Russian bride <laughs> because it looks like it looks like we're together, you know. And, and so that was that was it looked like it was a bad thing, but it turned into a good thing. I mean, my whole idea is everybody has the chance to pick your seat. What were you doing? You've got a kid. Did, what? I, why is your kid not sit with you? I, I don't understand. Well, they I may mean, have bought the tickets late. Okay, so maybe they bought the tickets late and they couldn't arrange it to get the two of them together. You know, oh, and just that's figured. That's a problem. I'll tell you, I think. On that. I think the airlines do some sketchy stuff because um, when my girls were younger and I would fly them out to West to see family, we would book those tickets months and months in advance. And the, a lot of times the way that the seating map on the plane was set up, you couldn't get three seats together. We would have to sometimes split the aisle in order to get all three of us on the same row. And I think yeah. they do that on purpose because, you know, they have those special priced like main cabin premium, which oh, is yeah. in the same part of the cabin as the stuff that isn't premium. So I'm not sure what you get in there. Let's pause here. What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind-the-scenes photos and videos of not only us but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. Now, number six using both armrests. <clears throat> 31% say that this has been an ongoing problem since they put two seats on a plane with only three armrests, okay? This is a war that is fought with silence while this internal chess game is going nonstop in everybody's head. Now, here's my thoughts. I feel like if I'm seated first, I got dibs on the armrest, okay? I got them. I'm here. My, I didn't got all my I'm, I'm comfortable. Everything's great. If somebody else gets to them first, okay, so be it. In a three-seat row, the window seat not only gets a window, but they get a wall to lean on, okay? The aisle seat 
has room to stretch out that leg, which is really, really nice. It's like being in the bed and having one leg out from under the cover. It's just awesome. Now, if life was fair, the unfortunate middle seater would have unlimited access to both armrests. I really think everyone would agree that would be fair. <laughs> Unless, of course, I get seated first. All bets are off. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers, and all of that. Don't care nothing else about that, okay? Number five, reclining your seat. Mm. 31% say they have no sympathy for passengers who recline mm. their seats during the flight. What? If you weren't supposed to recline the seat, then why do they have the reclined feature? They put it there for a reason. Do so, I want the person? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What you got? I, let me ask. But let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. Why is it that the seat in front of you reclines all the way back like Paul Paul's Lazy Boy, but when you go to hit the button to recline your seat, it goes back exactly three quarters of an inch? Explain, I don't know. It, 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 it is. It is point of view because I'm telling you, it's point of view. Because now, listen. Do I want the person in front of me to recline their seat? Of course not. But they do. Why? Because they can. Don't blame the guy trying to get comfortable. He's not the criminal. Blame the airlines. The only seat worse than an airline seat is the electric chair. Okay, that's it. <laughs> they keep making the seats smaller and smaller, and we Americans keep getting bigger and bigger. So to compensate, they make the seats recline. But do they really recline? I mean, because in they coach, don't. they only move two inches. Now, point of view, two inches coming towards you seems a lot bigger than two inches you're leaning back. So no, it doesn't. We're arguing over just, the I'm the only one in the room that can say for certain, no, it doesn't. Two inches coming <laughs> toward me does not seem all that impressive. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason you notice is, is, is when you see it move. If the seat in front of you was reclined before you sat down and 30 minutes into the flight, they moved it to the upright position, you should, would you be like, oh, thank goodness, now I'm comfortable. Oh, my gosh, that feels like the first class now. No, you would not. You probably wouldn't even notice it. But if 30 minutes into the flight, the seat in front of you goes from upright to recline, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I'm trapped. I'm claustrophobic. Land a plane. Land a plane. I don't know what I'm, you know, that, you, you, you freak out. So listen, just shut up your complaining. There are only a few places in this world that two inches can really make a difference, and this ain't one of them, okay? <laughs> that now, ain't um, either. I can tell you, <laughs> I always tell the person sitting in front of me, if you're going to recline it, give me a heads up, because my knees are already up against that seat. They're already yeah, up against it pre, pre-reclined. pre So I just want to know what's going on because <laughs> I've had a couple times where I thought I had gotten dislocated knees because they hit so hard. <laughs> Number four, taking off shoes or socks. Yeah, that's a Seriously. no. Seriously, who are these people? The same ones who get on a plane dressed like they're headed to the pool or the beach? I mean – You've been playing ball in those tennis shoes for months. What do you think is going to happen when you take them off? Bromidosis, which is a big word for stinky feet. We do not want bromidosis in the plane. When you work an eight-hour day, do you take your shoes off and walk around in your sock feet? If you're on an international flight, 
They give you house shoes. Eh, okay, then you might think about taking them off. But bare feet, come on now, bare feet are out of the question. Grown-ass men should not wear sandals in public, much less be barefooted on an airplane. I mean, nobody should be barefooted on an airplane. On my last flight home from visiting my mom, a man got up, unbuckled his seatbelt, and headed to the airplane bathroom in his sock feet. And I thought of all the places that would be questionable to stand in your sock feet. (laughs) An airplane lavatory. High on the list. All right. Number three, talking to strangers, being a chatty seatmate. Now, a lot of respondents, 39%, find striking up conversations with strangers on the airplane and being chatty during the flight very offensive. I agree. Nothing drives me crazier than sitting next to someone who drones on and on about inane things that are of no interest to me, and they refuse to shut up. Most of these talkers think they're funny, insightful, fascinating. Sadly, they are not. Thank goodness all the seatmates I have sat next to in all the flights I've ever taken over the years, I personally have never sat next to a talker. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had many, many conversations with people beside me, most of the time for the entire length of the flight. I mean, it's been a bonus that at times I was in the middle seat, which allowed me to carry on conversations with both seatmates left and right at the same time. And sometimes, as amazing as it might seem, there would be two separate conversations at the same time. Lucky for me, I have never, ever, ever sat by a talker. Is, has it ever crossed that mind? It's because you're the talker. Yeah. <laughs> no, no because I'm interesting. I'm interesting. I'm insightful. I'm funny. I'm just. I'm, you are. I'm everything. You're all of those I'm everything. So it, this does not apply to me. No, it only applies Le- to people that try to talk to me. No, Lamar's. I need listeners. <laughs> Lamar, so airplanes are super noisy, and I'm one of those people who has problems with their ears when they fly. Like, you know, like my ears won't pop. They're all jacked up. So when I'm flying, yeah. the plane is noisy. My ears are all jacked up. Everything, like it's being talked into a pillow. I always <laughs> sit next to talkers, and they always want to talk to me. And sometimes I can tell, I'm trying to read their lips, and I can tell by the expression on their face, they're confessing some deeply painful thing. Like I sat next to a guy who had just lost his wife. He was a brand new widow, widower, or whatever they're called. And he was, he was having a hard time and he just needed to unload his feelings. I, the number of times that I have nodded and sympathetically agreed or said stuff like, mm-hmm, oh yeah, mm, I heard that. For all I know, I've had former Nazis confessing war crimes to me on planes. I can't hear them. I can't hear them. And, and people don't understand. You're like, I'm sorry, can you say that again? I'm sorry. Can you, is there any way you could shout that at me? Until my ears pop. It's terrible. I always bring a book. And that way, you're reading, and people won't interrupt you. Generally, nah, they won't. They the won't try to start a conversation with you if you're reading. If you're looking at a book, you've never sat next to me in a plane. They I don't look they, at you and go, "What's that book about?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I've found kills conversation? 
if I whip out like some needlepoint and it's a goofy cross-eyed cat that I'm like stitching for one of the kids, as soon as I pull out that cross-eyed cat needlepoint, the people are trying that are trying to talk to me are going, oh man, this one of them crazy cat ladies, and they shut right up, which I appreciate. <laughs> Number two, using a speakerphone. The worst invention ever made is the speakerphone. I confess I'm an AirPod person. They're a little expensive, but you can buy Bluetooth ear devices at Walmart for 20 bucks, okay? I have not held a phone in my hand in 10 years, okay? But this also happens when we're waiting to board the plane, on the plane and off the plane. You get these people. If you're an important executive, can you find a quieter way to show us than listening to your latest big deal or showing us your management style while dressing down some incompetent employee? You know, th thank you so much for letting me overhear your tea time and your dinner reservation that I couldn't give a crap less about. OK, I'm glad you're not an all work, no play kind of guy, but what you are is a jerk. Also, to the other speaker phonophiles. We know you love your boo, and we'll miss them terribly. We just don't care about you and your boo, okay? Don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear your conversation. Number one, personal grooming. At 42%, the most offensive thing that was mentioned was personal grooming, including painting nails, clipping nails, trimming beards, and more. As Sherry sorry, has often pointed I know! Who's trimming their beard on a plane? <laughs> Listen, like you've said many times, Sherry, the very species that has the intelligence to invent and build a machine that can fly to other continents does not have enough cooth and manners to not trim, file, paint nails, clean your earwax, trim your nose hair, none of that on the plane. I mean, I'm no stranger to an ingrown toenail, but you need to wait till you get home. Here's an idea. Read a book, watch a movie, or go to sleep. Groom before you board or after you land. So now these are the these are the top seven worst things to do on a plane. And I'm sure there's probably more, but I've got an idea. While we are all streaming through the air at 36,000 feet at a high rate of speed in this big metal tube that shouldn't be able to do what it's doing, we need to be kind and patient with each other, at least until we land. And then we all jump up and fight to get our stuff out of the overhead bins all at one time to try to be the first off the plane because everybody knows at that point, it's every man and woman for themselves. That's my travel uh, stuff for you this week. Now, Heads. I think that's going to have to go ahead. Heads up, Rip Van Winkle. What are you <laughs> trims their beard on a plane? I oh, saw Sherry, no. Sherry, Sherry, I heard, didn't know who, but was doing their, their nails because that's that chink, chink sound that you can hear. Oh, you know, you can. And they're you, going everywhere. They're flipping everywhere. Who, who, who does this? Like, Somebody ah. was doing it on one of the planes that I was on. Oh, yeah. I sat next to a guy one time and he was reading a book about Midway. And he and I struck up a conversation, and he said, did you know Midway, and of course, that's a World War II battle, naval battle, it's called Midway because it's in between two places. And I said, you, you have one of those fancy college educations, don't you? Do you know what he, <laughs> can I tell you what he does for a living? He is a research oncologist at Duke University. 
he is at one of the finest places in the country for oncology. <laughs> and, and I'm like, so he does have one I'm, of those fancy jobs. I'm like, I'm like the circus clown, <laughs> making little jokes. I didn't know. <laughs> well, at least you weren't giving yourself an exfoliating facial while you. Well, there's that. It. Okay, fine. Yeah. At least I knew that. Yeah. I just insulted a guy that's highly educated and working on a cure for cancer. That's all. Now, to be fair, I didn't know how Midway got its name. I mean, I understand what the word Midway means, but that's how it got its name because it was Midway between two places. Yes. All right. What other two places? Look at the time. Find out next time on Talking Lamar. (laughs) I really hope this information that I have shared will make flying easier. And feel free to share it with someone you know. And make sure to tell them where you got it. Talking Lamar. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry Podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.